You're listening to the Peter Corney Training Centre podcast. We train and equip God's people by providing courses and resources for evangelism, discipleship and ministry. Well, welcome to our Peter Corney Training Centre podcast series on prayer. I'm Tracy Lowerson and today I'm joined by the Reverend Mark McDonald. Mark, you're on the ministry team of a pretty large Protestant Anglican church, but you grew up as a Catholic. Yes. Um, Just reflecting on that background, growing up Catholic, how did you understand prayer? Yeah, well, when I was younger, we kind of got trained to sign ourselves with the cross at the start of the prayer, and then at the finish of your prayer, you would sign yourself with the cross again. And uh, I sort of thought that was almost like picking up the receiver of a telephone and talking to God. And sometimes I would forget whether I was at the start of the prayer or the end of the prayer, had I hung up the receiver or not. <laughs> and so it was it was kind of a thing where you uh, think that prayer is, is when you're talking on the phone line to God. Um, but it was also, uh, it was a good thing to uh, have a number of prayers that were uh, from various other people in the church, a lot of um, saints' prayers that you would learn. So it was good to have a number of prayers. So when you felt dry in your own prayer, you could also have something that you could read off. Mm, Wonderful. Well, today you're going to tackle the question, what is prayer? And um, also going to share um, an example of a method of prayer that you've come across. So, well, what is prayer? Well, I think some... Some people have a style of prayer where it's all about taking their requests to God. So they have a, have a style of prayer when they have something in need, their prayer life is a lot better because that they, they have something to bring to God. So it's really, for them, uh, it's about what they bring before God. It's about their needs. But the reality is that prayer just doesn't revolve around me as the person who's praying. It has to be a dialogue. So it's not just me talking to God. Yeah, it's not just a one-way communication uh, where I tell God everything I want uh, and then God just sits there and listens. So I think another style of prayer on the other end of the spectrum uh, for that is that it's a prayer style that's all around waiting on the Lord. It's all about uh, listening to God, uh, listening for wisdom, uh, and, and almost waiting for God to speak about every decision in our life. Mm. Uh, prayer seems, in this, seems to be more about listening, um, and yet I think prayer really needs to be about us sharing our heart with God as well. So it's not just talking to God. It's not just listening to God. It's both. It's a dialogue. How is it that? How is it? Do you think that God actually does speak to us? Well, in in. In some ways, I think it's actually a compounding of uh, th- thoughts that you might have, but also I think you test it out with scripture. So I would say that you have um, words from scripture that s- speak to you that that somehow you think gives insight into a decision that you might have asked God for wisdom on. I think sometimes you have wise counsel from other Christians that come in. But sometimes in your own prayer life, I think you have a sense of, of a thought coming back time and time again. Mm. Um, and if that keeps coming up in your prayer life, uh, then I think that's something that maybe you might want to uh, consider. Maybe God might be prompting you. Um, but sometimes also, I think um, God is 
waiting for us to take action as well. Hmm. I like what you said about how uh, it's a sensing that God's saying something to us, but also looking for some uh, confirmation or assurance through scripture or what other Christian people might be thinking. Yeah, as well. I, I would think that that if if you think God is saying something and it it doesn't sound like what might be in scripture, it's probably not from God, but something in your own desire. So then you would have to not pray that God would answer that, but more reflect on that yourself. Hmm. Okay, and moving on, um, on prayer, is it about knowing God or is it about changing the world? Like, what is it? Yeah, well, I think some of the styles of prayer can almost become very inward-looking, uh, and it's and it can almost be about uh, knowing God and God knowing me. And, and at the extreme end of this uh, spectrum, uh, people pray as though the prayer has no impact on the world, that it, it, the, the sole goal for them in their prayer is that they would come to know God more. And it becomes quite an inward-looking focus. Um, and it can turn so inward-looking that we actually forget about the world. And I think the the... the reason this is not helpful uh, is because sometimes we need to actually look at the news, see what's going on in the world and take that to our prayer. And so it's about praying for things in the world. But I think at the other end of the spectrum, uh, people can get so focused on the outward working of prayer uh, that this style of prayer is so worldly focused that they, they only pray about world changing issues they actually kind of forget that prayer actually develops a relationship with God. And sometimes um, prayer might have no tangible outcome other than knowing God. And so people come to prayer um, just with prayer intentions and expecting to see an outcome. And sometimes I think people can also be disappointed if they don't see a tangible outcome of prayer. Um, But prayer is more than just uh bringing the world to prayer but it's actually about um being uh outward focused but also understanding that we communicate with god in prayer Mm. so do you think that getting the balance of those things wrong the macro the micro um god and me and god at his kingdom coming into the world today getting the balance wrong might be one of the reasons that we sometimes struggle with prayer Oh, absolutely. I think uh, I think that's a common thing that I hear in ministry, that people uh, think they're waiting for the perfect balance before they really engage in prayer, as though some technique is the perfect balance. But I think in my own prayer life, uh, I would say that probably the, the, the trap is that you uh, just head into all the prayer requests that I want, talking to God, and I actually don't sit and listen enough. And so I kind of have to remind myself to stop, uh, stop just the chatter and sometimes listen to God. Um, but I also sometimes realize that uh, I, I might be overly waiting for God to talk and God's already shown through scripture what needs to happen. And so you need to sometimes just get out and do things and actually so it's like get on with it. like he's spoken to you already. Yeah, yeah. And you need to actually... Um, get in the world and get on doing the things that you you feel God's called you to do. Hmm. Um, Mark, what are some examples of prayer methods that you've come across? Well, there's this one by um, Mark Batterson from National Community Church in the US. 
and he outlines this prayer technique in his book, The Circle Maker. Um, but it's a journey that he went on through prayer as he was uh, deciding where to plant a church in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, people might be familiar with prayer walks where people walk um, around a certain area or they go on a particular walk. And Mark did this in a particular area of Washington, D.C. when he was discerning where God wanted them to plant this church. And as they, uh, their team circled this area in prayer, they circled it literally with a prayer circle. Um, they also had a map on the wall and they circled the areas that they thought God was calling them to. And then they kind of had prayer intentions that they would bring into their morning devotions. But they, their prayer started to center on this particular house. Um, this kept coming up to them as a house that they should pursue. And it actually happened to be an abandoned house that drug dealers were using uh, to sell drugs out of. And they just thought this mightn't be right. Why would God call them to this house that was an abandoned house that was known by drug dealers? But they kept circling it in prayer. Um, and then they kind of felt as though this Do might be... you mean, be... sorry, they kept literally walking around it? Literally walking around it. And it also became a focus of their prayer intentions. Right. Yeah, so it was it was a physical thing, but also beca- circling something in prayer became a, a word for them in terms of uh, keep bringing it before God in, in private devotional prayer. Um, to cut a long story short, they ended up uh, making inquiries about trying to buy this house uh, and they missed out on the sale uh, and that sale ended up falling through And then they had a second time they had an opportunity to purchase this house uh, and they were successful in purchasing this house. And so after months and and a long time in in circling this in prayer and this becoming a focal point for their prayer as a church, they actually bought the abandoned house and decided to turn it into their church office and a coffee shop and uh, have now actually made this uh, uh, outreach to the community by selling coffee uh, through the coffee shop. And it really has actually had an impact on turning around the area um, because instead of selling drugs, they sell uh, coffee. And it's actually an outreach for prayer and uh, they have their church offices there. So Mm. that was an an example for me of um, the, the longevity of prayer and the need to stay in the game with prayer and consistently bring... Uh, ideas to God in prayer and wait for God's timing. Yeah, mm. of course. Oh, there's so many things you got to keep in balance in prayer because oh, just listening to that, you could take away and think, well, was there philosophy of prayer that look if you are determined and persistent, God will grant your specific requests. Yeah, it it, it does sound a bit like that, and I think um, you know a. a, a a quick glance of reading this book would could be dangerous if you didn't quite understand the depth of prayer. And, and Mark, the author, is very clear that uh, it's actually not just about our needs or our wants. It's it's in reality, it's actually about listening for God and what God is trying to bring about in His kingdom. Uh, some might call that God's plan, but I think it's also my big encouragement from the book was really about waiting on God's timing. So sometimes uh, we have a prayer request that we take to God. We might pray once for it and then 
we then expect God to act without us ever bringing it back to him. And I think part of our relationship building with God is we keep bringing back prayer requests to God, not because God doesn't want to answer, but sometimes we actually need to understand what we're asking for a bit more. I think the other thing is that uh, sometimes we pray um, about too many things and we actually become um, really distracted by all the things that we're trying to bring to God. And I think sometimes by by bringing things consistently to God, it actually helps us to clarify the one or two things that God might be trying to stir up a passion in us to help in terms of building the kingdom of God here on earth. Hmm. So it, it might be good for us to think, like, what is what is that one prayer that I want to take to God? Absolutely. What is the one prayer rather than a really long list at times? Yeah, That'd be that'd be great, but there's lots of other leading writers on prayer, and they you know pack out a more diverse understanding of prayer. So, for example, Tim Keller, uh, you know, he says that prayer is both our communion with God, but it's also kingdom focused. It's it's both. It's not it's not one or the other. It, it's both. Um, and and his examples in his book it would say you know go to the Bible and and look at the the words of scripture and and in the bible it contains laments uh, particularly in the psalms there's also times where people petition god for things and then they're also pleading with god and so prayer in the bible is about taking our desires to god but really handing them over to him uh, for a solution and and i think the psalms are a great example of that particularly say like psalm 10 where the psalmist is pleading with god to do something uh, and you can read Psalm 10 in your own time, but uh, it, it also really trusts God for a solution. And I think sometimes we need to read the Psalms to remind us that we hand over our request to God and we trust God for a solution rather than trying to demand a solution from God. So, And, and Philip Yancey in his book talks about the widow and the judge. Um, and he reminds us that we need to be persistent in our prayers um, and he suggests that the bigger prayer requests uh, are not solved by a one-off prayer. It's not like we take um, a prayer request to God one-off and then that's going to be it. If you think like a stage play where the actors might rehearse um, for months or weeks in terms of getting it ready um, and then the, the, the play plays itself out um, even though it's gone for months of rehearsal. And so sometimes prayer is a bit like that. It's actually about the months of rehearsing to the point where we get where God actually wants to act and then we play our part in that. Um, And some of the negative forces uh, that are at work in our lives do get stage time, but we know, like in a play, that it's only a temporary influence. Um, Even, um, you know, some of the biggest, boldest faithful people in the Bible, like Elijah, he nevertheless prayed repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, I heard a story from Rob Bell who um, thinks about uh, a time where he was caught in the rain with a child of his uh, and he, he knew that he had to get him and his child to safety out of the rain uh, and he had a plan. And he knew where that shelter was. 
and he picked up his child and wrapped the, the, his jumper over the child. And the child was upset by being in the rain and was kind of almost pleading, Dad, give, you know, get us out of this rain. But it still actually took Rob a bit of time to walk from where they were to get to the point of the shelter. And I think that sometimes, you know, we put a prayer request before God uh, and we expect an answer without giving God time or even the circumstances in our world time to actually get to the point of the solution that God has. And that's why I'd say we need to sometimes keep coming back to God um, time and time again um, so that we can understand that maybe God has a solution. It's just taking some time to get to that point. Thanks, Mark. Um, now, just as we come towards the end of our podcast, um, do you want to go back to that circle prayer technique and talk us through how we might be able to use that in our own lives? Yeah, so this is uh, this is probably more my uh, way of doing this prayer technique. Um, I took what was in the book and adapted it to how I think works um, for me, and, and maybe this might help one of our listeners so I get a blank uh, sheet of paper, either I, I tend to have a prayer journal and I have a blank page. I don't have lines on the page. So at the top left, I just start with God is. And throughout the prayer time, uh, if ever a word comes to me about the character and nature of God, uh, so God is majestic, uh, God is powerful. Another time I might be actually feeling that God is merciful and God is gentle so whatever prayer word comes up, and then I just write that in the top left. At the bottom right, I draw a box uh, and I write anything down there that I w- wish to be thankful for. So uh, I thank God for things. And, and I don't come into prayer with a preconceived idea of what I'm going to thank God for. I let that come to my mind when I'm uh, praying. Then in the center of the prayer, um, I, I write prayer and then I circle it um, and then I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me in the prayer and and people listening might like to ask the Holy Spirit to guide them in their prayers and then I write down a number of prayer requests or prayer intentions as they come to mind and I just literally write the word and then I circle it and then I draw a line back to the prayer line in the middle just um, say for example uh, I, I pray for my boys who are on uh, youth camp. So I would just write um, revive youth camp and I would circle that. I would also then write um, Jesse and Aiden, they're my boys. I'd write that in a separate circle and I'd pr- circle that. And then I'd just draw a line between the two, just linking those two. And as, I, as these prayer requests come up or these prayer intentions come up, uh, I would just start a circle. It ends up with a whole lot of circles along the page And then if anything have actually started to link, then I draw circles between them. But I don't also get hung up on the order. So some of the things might just pop into my mind. It might have nothing to do with the revived camp. It might be to do with something else. And that just comes to mind. Um, And then then as these uh, points come to mind, uh, rather than writing full sentences and getting lost in the grammar, I actually find I just sit with the thought and and then that way I don't have to get um, hung up on trying to get the grammar perfect, like a normal journal prayer style. And then particularly, uh, I think this is important, if 
if the Holy Spirit reveals scripture to you, um, then try to write that down, either the, the phrasing of the words of scripture. If you do get a Bible verse, um, then I write that down and circle that as well. And then as the prayer time, I feel that the prayer time is coming to an end, then what it might be useful for one of the listeners to do is to uh, think, is there a key one prayer that God wants me to take out of this? And then I kind of go back and do an extra strong circle around that. And one of the things that I've found by doing this technique is that um, because I've got it in a prayer journal, uh, I can actually see what are the things that keep cropping up day and day again. Um, And one of the things that uh, a listener might find is that there just seems to be a word that keeps coming back. Um, And I think this might be a technique that some people find is quite good because they can bring their prayer request to God. God can also speak to them. Uh, They can... can, uh, come to know God more, but they, they can also bring an intention that they see in the world. So if they're praying for peace in the world, they can bring that to the issue as, of prayer as well. Mm. I like that uh, the circle idea is, um, you know, it's, it's not a constraint. It's not a mm. thing with so many boundaries. There's a sort of free flowingness to that technique of prayer. Yeah. Um, so if any of our listeners want to read more about that, the book was called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And uh, I want to end our time together. Thank you, Mark. Um, I want to end our time together by a, with a quote from E.M. Bounds, who said, um, he said, prayer is not learned in a classroom, but in the closet. Mm. So if you've been listening to this podcast and it makes you want to pray don't just think about prayer Mm. actually do it Mm. find that closet somewhere Mm. thanks again thanks we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the peter corney training center podcast to access more resources like this and to hear about upcoming events please visit petercornytraining.com.au